0: Welcome back to the No Name Football Podcast. I'm Jason McKee and my co-host, perennial pro bowler, all decades team, <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, pumping you up, buddy. And now, you know, a, 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 a big time, you know, media analyst here in Chicago, something that I would have never thought that he would have been because... You know, back in our day in the locker room, uh, a, lot, a lot of reporters and stuff were scared to go around <laughs> Mr. Olin Cruz's locker. Uh, he intimidated a lot of people, but my guy knows his football, student of the game, man in the game. He's taught me a lot of
1: things about the game. My co-host, Mr. Olin Cruz, How you doing, brother? I'm good, Jay Mack, man. I tell you what, <laughs> th- this, this media analyst couldn't be happier when the Bears traded oh. up. Uh, when, when I saw them flash on the clock it said Bears trading up with the Giants right? Up. number 11 pick they're gonna and, and, and you text me I you said Justin saying, Fields I told you baby right, and I sitting in a room and people were like it better not be Mac Jones it better be Justin Brother Fields up. it ended up being Justin Fields J-Mac and I'm gonna tell you right now it felt like a team that was headed in the complete wrong direction, yes. right? Uh, you weren't going to win a Super Bowl with Andy Dalton. I don't care what you told me. Uh, the offense it didn't look like it was didn't have much talent. Uh, it looked like we were going to watch the same scheme again where they're going to run outside zone. They're going to struggle scoring points. Yep. Uh, they were trying to convince us, JMAP, map that the defense was going to be better with Sean Desai and that coaching staff that they got now, and I wasn't buying any of it. And then they took Justin Fields, and look, Man. I don't know. Right, because you there's so much, we'll talk to a couple of guys later in the show, Matt Bowen, uh, obviously ESPN analyst, uh, Kirk Barton from Buckeyescoop.com mm. we'll talk to him about Justin Fields, what they see on film, what people on campus say about him, but look to have a young quarterback like Justin Fields, that talent we didn't even think he had a chance to get him to have a guy like that, to finally develop with their four to five quarterback coaches that they have in the building every year, uh, J-Mac uh, it just felt like it just felt like there was some hope now for the Chicago Bears franchise.
0: Yeah, and it's funny how like the tables have turned. Like you mentioned, a, a, a few months ago we're doing a podcast and when free agency opened and we're talking about the Bears are trying to stuff Andy Dalton down our throat and mm-hmm. me and you were just shaking our head. We're having a, you know, this it's a lot of negativity. And then you inject life into your fan base here in Chicago by moving up but picking a guy that can transcend your scheme, that can do everything that you want to do in terms of your offensive scheme that Matt Nagy, you know, has here in Chicago. So you knew Matt Nagy has a guy now that can make all the throws, um, you know, all all the level throws. He can throw off platform. He can do a lot of different things. But he also has accuracy. Uh, but he also has uh The awareness, I mean, he only had two interceptions, I think, in his, I got to look it up. Actually, I think it was nine interceptions, if I'm not mistaken, in his career. 67 touchdowns, only nine interceptions in his career. And that's at Ohio State mm-hmm. and at uh, Georgia, the school he transferred from. So you got a guy that can transcend your offense, but he takes care of the football. And you can get creative with this guy because he ran, what did he run, like a 4-4? Uh, Ryan Pace made that known in his press conference last night that you have a quarterback that that's big enough to withstand punishment when he has the ball in his hands but also has a speed to to make defenses defenses stay on their heels
1: yeah and look man i mean You got to get, you got to have, I'd love to have a boss like George McCaskey, right? I mean, Ryan Pace has got to draft two quarterbacks in in the top half of the first round within five years. So what they're hoping for, J-Mac, is that these guys have learned how to develop a young quarterback. What did they do wrong with Mitch Trubisky? We got to get that corrected, right? Right. Um, how do we get this guy? Can he learn from Andy Dalton? Let him learn from Nick Foles. Build the offensive line around him. Uh, we know we got Mooney, Allen Robinson, Montgomery, Cole Komet. We gotta develop Cole Komet. Um, can, can they get? This out of this young quarterback, J-Mac, what they didn't get out of Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. And this is now the last sign they took Mitch. Now we all understand that Coach Nagy was not in the building. Uh, his fingerprints is all over this pick. Uh, but... Credit to them. I think it was the time to take that chance to move up. Um, you know, I don't know, even if like, you know, I want an offensive lineman, obviously. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much, how close an offensive lineman would have got these, this team, this Chicago Bears. How much closer, J. mac right. do they get to the Super Bowl with an offensive lineman or a wide receiver? Cause like we talked about earlier, they weren't going to win a Super Bowl with Andy Dalton at quarterback. So you just are kind of looking at this team like, what is the direction of this team? But now now you know the direction. Now you know uh, they got their signal caller and they're going to try to develop them. And, and we'll all be watching, but at least there's a little hope out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you look at Fields. Um, you, got a, you got a guy in which we call who's a dog, brother. He's a dog and a winner. I mean, it's a great combination. You got a guy that wants to go out there and do everything to win. A guy that's going to go out there and put it all on the line for his team. I mean, a guy who, and, and I and I watched this a couple of days ago, uh, the Elite 11 competition back in 2017 when him and Trevor Lawrence was in that competition, I mean, they interviewed Justin Fields and he said, hey, look here. I'm not here to make no friends. I'm here to win a tournament. I mean, the guy's a dog. He wants mm-hmm. to win. I mean, he only lost two games at Ohio State. He's been a winner on every, every level as well. High school throughout Ohio State, even at Georgia. You know, he, he was in, a, he was in a situation there in which he transferred, but he was a winner there as well. So you get a guy who wants to be great. A guy that goes out, I don't think the moment's going to be big, too big for him. He's played in a lot of big games at Ohio State. He's always been in a limelight, limelight being one of the top recruits in the country throughout his high school days. So he's got the mentality, I think, to, to handle the bright lights in the media here in Chicago. But the main thing that I love about this guy is he has that dog mentality that he wants to go out there and do whatever it takes to be the best player that he can be, not just for himself, something that we've seen here in Chicago, mm-hmm. a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, selfish quarterbacks and stuff like that, but he wants to be a dog. For his team,
1: yeah, and and a one word you always hear people use when they talk about Justin Fields, uh, the guys who knew him in high school, like you just talked about, mm-hmm. the guys who knew him in college, uh, the situation he went through at Georgia, coming over to Ohio State, that couldn't have been easy, right, to to go to a new school, um, but. Is toughness, mm. right, and 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 just that's the word I continually is associated with him. And look, uh, there's physical toughness, which we all know he has. This is a a big, strong, uh, a kid, a young quarterback. He's got all the tools, uh, but he's going to need mental toughness when he comes Definitely. to the NFL. When he comes to, uh, under the microscope uh, in Chicago, that which every quarterback goes through uh, to lead the locker room, to be a leader of uh, of of the men in uh, Chicago Bears. Locker To get them to buy into him. And uh, if he is as tough as all the people around him say he is, J Mac, then he's coming to the perfect city and he will be a perfect fit.
0: Yeah, and I think with him too, it's it's like you said, being the perfect fit, and that's just you know, like you said, not a fit on the field, but also a fit in the locker room amongst your teammates. You have to, as a franchise quarterback, you have to get everybody in the locker room to believe, to follow your lead. And I think he does have that personality. Uh, we've seen that at Ohio State. You know, a lot of his teammates say that you know he is he is a guy's guy, and you know those are some of the things that we talk about um, often on our podcast with Tom Brady. I mean, he's a guy who, despite all the success that he's had and all. The Super Bowl accolades he's a guy's guy he's just one of the guys and if you have a guy like that in which your team can believe in and follow you transcend everybody's play you elevate the play of everybody else you are a multiplier and let's hope Justin Fields you know can be
1: that guy and the word you just used is the word that Coach Nagy used a lot, uh, in his press conferences this offseason is he was looking for multipliers, right? Mm-hmm. Guys who made everybody around them better. And look, uh, they're going to have, you know, a pick in the second round, a pick in the third round. Uh, they got to hopefully build around this kid, hopefully get him a, a offensive lineman, yes. a wide receiver. We know they also need a cornerback. Uh, one thing I will say, uh, to the masses and everybody around that, you know, was yelling for their quarterback and is so happy that they Got their quarterback, and you know, we'll see what they do in the second round. Maybe they go receiver. Everybody's gonna having a receiver. I don't want to hear about the old line is playing bad. You know? <laughs> right. Hey, what's wrong with the old line again? Uh, 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 you got to draft guys there, or you got to sign big money guys to yeah. have a good old line. So if you keep putting resources everywhere else, JMAP, uh, the most important people in the building again become Juan Castile, become yeah. the guys developing these young offensive linemen, right? Uh, James Daniels got to get him back. Uh, Torres Peck last year, although though he was playing really good football before uh cody white hair uh leno right we, you know, we're, we're with leno again we're mm-hmm. gonna be with leno again now right. that uh you know they took a quarterback in the first round uh let massey go to a fetty elijah wilkinson's in there alex bars sam mustafer played well uh last year of course i'm gonna give my guys a shout out Definitely. Uh, you know so they got some young guys in there but um you know they're they're put their resources. J. Mack at quarterback, uh, at wide receiver, uh, at tight end. So you expect those guys when you pay those guys the money, those guys are expected to be what we call the multipliers.
0: Definitely, and, and you know another thing too is uh, you know having uh, David Montgomery who had who had a good year last year. You know he's going to be real important. Also getting Tariq Cohen back. You know. Uh, also, getting Damian Williams as well that we brought in the free agency. You know, you have a nice, nice backfield of guys collectively can do it that can do a lot of things. I mean, you look at Tariq. Um, you know, he's more of a change of pace back and do a lot of things out in the perimeter, but also in the pass game. Uh, David Montgomery, I feel, is, is an every down back. They can do a multiple, a multitude of things. And then you bring in Damian Williams, a guy who can do a lot of things like David Montgomery, but also has that winning pedigree from winning a Super Bowl, but also you know playing on having a great game in the Super Bowl and bringing that winning. Pedigree uh, uh, to that running back room, so you you, you keep surrounding with pieces. You know, you establish a running game, which you have three three really good backs that can do a lot of different things, which will take a lot of the pressure off of Justin Fields and help him be more successful. Um, so let's just hope he comes in and, and, and you know uh, speeds up that learning curve. And like you said, it, it's up to the guys. You know, in it, it's up to the coach staff. I mean, Matt Nagy, D. Filippo, you know, Laser. It's all up to those guys to put Justin Fields in the right position. Uh, to succeed, but they also, like you said, it's the development. That's the big word.
1: Yeah, and, and develop him, but also uh, do things that that play to his strengths, right? And we see a few examples of that in NFL. We see in Buffalo with Brian DeBall with Allen, right? Mm-hmm. He puts him in a good scheme. Uh, sometimes it's quarterback run. So sometimes he's throwing the ball. Right. Uh, but just things that play to his strengths. We see that in Baltimore, right, with Greg Roman, uh, with Jackson. So uh, Coach Nagy's going to have to think a little bit outside the box. Uh, this guy isn't an – I don't think he's a normal – he is a pocket passer, but early on, get him outside the pocket, use his feet. You know, things we talked about with Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Uh, get him comfortable. You don't want him sitting in that pocket early in his career with five-man protections taking a bunch of hits early yeah. on, right? Because um, they don't have, uh, you know, I know – We've talked about before. I don't think Leno is the worst left tackle, but we don't have guys who are going to win there one on one all day long. And Coach Nagy likes his five man protections and get everybody out. Uh, you know what Mike Marsh is called Star Wars. Wait till we hit Star Wars on. Oh, well, Jay Cutler's about to die back there, right, Coach. <laughs> but anyway,
0: back there looking like yeah. Yoda back there, yeah. man. Talking about Star Wars, Cutty <laughs> looking like Yoda
1: back there in the pocket, man. So early on, right, Jay? Like it's the same thing we talked about with Mitch. Like put him in. Situation. Situations that he's good at. Uh, let him use his lays. Get him outside his outside the pocket. Get him on the move. Uh, give him one side field reads, what they call level reads. Give him easy throws. Let him get his confidence. Get his feet under him. Like you said. Count on Montgomery. Hopefully, Tariq Cohen comes back from that ACL. I know he had a hip bugging him the year before. Yeah. So, again, when we talk about development, part of that is that staff in there. Uh, got to get this guy, you know, got to get him healthy. Uh, Mooney is a good wide receiver. Oh, yeah. uh, so, it, you know, they got some weapons, and now they got a guy, uh, hopefully, is a guy that that – like you said, Jay Mack multiplies everybody around him.
0: And, and we'll go back to development, like you just mentioned, brother. It's uh development in that quarterback room too. You have Andy Dalton, a guy that's played a lot of football there. Nick Foles won the Super Bowl, played a lot of football there. And I don't know if you know Nick will be there. I don't know. The quarterback room's a little crowded, but you know, you, you have a guy in Andy Dalton who's had success in the league. Obviously, we, we talked about him being a, a a Pro Bowl alternate, but here's a guy that you can learn from. Right. And you know, and, and everybody, you know, is what I've heard from Nick he's a great teammate a lot of his teammates gravitate towards him so I think those guys are good genuine guys that they won't be afraid to pass on knowledge that can help speed up the development of Justin fields and those are the type of the guys that you need you know in those rooms you know being a good teammate helping helping the young guy along uh, because at the end of the day it's all about winning for the team so you know Andy comes in and I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a good quarterback battle uh, but I think Andy's the type of guy and the type of teammate you know that will help speed up the process of, of Justin Fields Learning, uh, learning development.
1: Yeah, I, I remember when I came in early in uh, 1998, I got drafted to the Chicago Bears. Um came out as a true junior I uh, had a lot to learn uh, yeah. about playing in the NFL and we had a we had a veteran center here Casey Wigman uh, ended up playing 16 years in the NFL went to Kansas City played for the Chiefs um, after leaving here for a while and I think he ended up in Denver but anyway a long story short j Mack is I learned how to be a pro from Casey Wigman I watched mm. him work I watched him study his playbook a uh, guy never made a mental mistake right and, and right there I thought to myself if I ever want this job if I Ever yeah. want to beat out Casey Wigman? I can't make mistakes. I remember uh, getting up after meetings to leave the room. Uh, Casey was still sitting there studying his book. So mm-hmm. I sat my ass down, sit down, opened my book up, and, and I said, Okay, if, if, if this is what it is, right? So, uh, like you said, uh, th- he can learn a lot, even though Andy Dalton may not be and Nick Foles may not be the best two quarterbacks in the NFL. They know what it takes to succeed in the NFL. Uh, he's got so he's got a really good room. It seems like for a young quarterback to grow, right? They got Henry Burris on staff who's played yeah. a lot of quarterback, yeah. uh, played in the NFL, Filippo, quarterback coach, coach Nagy, yeah. quarterback coach, Bill Laser, quarterback coach. Uh, I think they, I think Herman, uh, that, uh, offensive, special project analyst, whatever they gave him. Uh, I think he's a quarterback coach, right? right. So uh, it's a good building. Uh, it's what they built their building for. Uh, didn't work with Mr. Trubisky, yeah. uh, And they're hoping they've learned from the mistakes that they made uh, with that young kid and, and hopefully they go in the right directions with Justin.
0: Yeah. And it's funny you bring it, bring, you know, you brought that up learning from, from the guys in front of you. And, and like we said, we, we've had, the opportunity to be in some good locker rooms, some good, some good rooms. You've been in good O line rooms. I've been in good running back rooms. But you know, I've heard from some teammates they've been in some bad ones, to where you know you're a young guy, you're coming in, and and the veteran there, you know, his job's in jeopardy. So you know, it's a, it could be a situation to where you know that older guy is not going to want to give you the tricks or the trades or the secret because you're aiming for this guy's job. This guy has a family to feed. He's got kids. He's got a you know he's got a home to take care of. So if he's giving a young guy all the secrets, so then the young guy. Takes his job. Well, guess what? That veteran gets cut. So you know, there's a lot of different things that uh, the fans don't see that goes on in the facility. So you don't always have guys that's just open to to coaching, open to helping you guys out because they're putting their job in jeopardy. But we we've, we've been able to be a part of great locker rooms, so, though. Yep. so fortunate for us.
1: Well, I will say this to fields if if uh Dalton or Foes are not helping you, out, just give me a ring, man. Can... <laughs> <laughs> He's going to call the right guy yeah, for sure, there and talk to them about what <laughs> what they should be doing and then how oh, they should man. be mentoring uh, uh, this young quarterback, man. Uh, I don't anyway, Jay Mac excited. Uh we got Matt Bowen oh, yeah. on today's podcast to go over this pick, to go over the other first round picks. Uh then we got Kirk Barton, like I said from buckeye scoop.com to talk about, you know, just Justin Fields as a person and what he was like down there at Ohio State coming Mm -hmm. from Georgia Uh, so we'll get to Matt Bowen (laughs) well J-Mac we got lucky man called you know this guy last night immediately after they took Fields and I was like one guy we got to get on Uh, we got Matt Bowen again ESPN analyst seven-year NFL pro first question Matt even though Justin Fields was a great pick last night, I thought, by the Bears. How did I see Catholic end up this year?
2: <laughs> well, it was, uh, it was a really fun season. I'll put it that way. We, we played some good football. We ended up 3-1 in the season. We had to go on pause for two weeks uh, due to COVID protocol. So we missed out on two games, which is really unfortunate for our seniors. Um, but I'll tell you this. This is what I was most impressed with, guys. We had two weeks off, and we had one game left. So we hadn't played football really for three weeks. Mm. Um, You know, just a week of practice to get ready for Riverside Brookfield, our final game. And our, you know, these kids played so hard Um, with just the energy level they brought. Now the execution was, I thought the execution was excellent, but we're talking about high school football Mm -hmm. and and, uh, the continuous stop and start that these young kids had to go through all season. I told them going into the final week and a high school coach used to always say this um, when I played football is you have to sacrifice so much for the unknown in the sport of football. Right. Mm -hmm. And, I've never seen a class that had to sacrifice more for the unknown than our seniors did this year. And J mac you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. So it it you know to see them come out and play that well in the final game and to get all our seniors in the game, to allow them to make plays in their final game, it, it just it, it felt it, it felt like a, a, a Friday night in the fall. I'll be honest. That's what it felt like to me. A Friday night in the fall with the energy, the buzz. Um so it was great for our seniors to play that that final game. Great for our young players. We played a lot of young players this spring. Got quality reps. Um, uh, you know, it, Jim Beck. I'm sure you said this to your kids as well. What it does now is that you get to put your seniors in the spotlight. you also get to create some momentum going into your summer camps. So that's what I'm really looking for. Getting back in the field this summer, um, playing a fall season. For, you know, with an opportunity. To, you know, compete in conference and compete for a playoff spot. And that's what it's about.
0: Yeah, man, you hit it on the head. It's, it's, it's a good way to, to wet your whistle, so to speak, for the kids to right. get a feel for, for football, you know, spring football, something they haven't had here in Illinois and then to go a quick transition in, into the fall. So, you know, us, just like you, we had an opportunity to get a lot of young guys in, get them some playing time. And like you said, to build some momentum going into camping until next fall. So, you know, kudos to you guys. Three one, that's a heck of a season despite all the obstacles that, that you had to face. So I commend you guys on the job well done.
2: I appreciate it. And that that, that that goes all to the players. And I'm sure you would say the same thing, J-Max. I mean, as a coach, you can direct them, you can coach them, you can give them teaching points. But I tell <clears throat> the secondary all the time, you know, hey, I, I just get to watch them try. And, and that's my favorite part. I always read my – I read a scouting report, and the last sentence – well, I have two sentences at the end. One of them is, I can't wait to watch you compete. And I always say I believe in us. Because I do. I believe in us yeah. as, as a group. And – that's my favorite, my favorite part is Friday night, even with the headset on, even when you're making adjustments, it's all about the kids on the field. And I, I was so proud of them, just how they handled all this situation. I always try to put myself in their shoes. And I remember my senior in high school. I'm sure you guys did too. That's a big moment in your, in your football life. It, it is a big moment for a lot of players. It is the ultimate moment, you know, with so many kids who are not going on to play college football. So to have those seniors back on the field. And to be able to watch them play one more time. I mean, it was, it was, it was an honor to be a part of it.
1: Yeah. And like you said, man, I, I was down there, uh, Loyola versus Maris. My two boys were on the Ooh. field and, uh, you know, James, who, who I don't know if you know J Mac, but Matt has worked with, uh, took his time to teach James backpedaling a bunch of defensive back drills. Cause obviously I wouldn't know any of that. <laughs> so I did it, but he said, like he said, Matt, I'll be back on the field in five weeks, but that's, uh, awesome. that's crazy, man, but we'll transition quickly here. And Matt, uh, just real quick, we didn't think that Justin Fields was going to be there last time we had you on the pod. So uh, we we're talking about the kids. From Stanford. We talked about Kellen right. uh Talk to us about, you know, uh, Justin Field's scheme fit for Coach Nagy's offense. Well,
2: I think the first thing you have to look at is, is the move, right? I mean, I love the aggressive move from Ryan Pace last night. You know, when the Eagles traded up uh, to draft a wide receiver, you know, that put the Giants in a position where they wanted a wide receiver, and they did. They got Kadarius Tony out of Florida. They they had an opportunity there to move back. So credit to Ryan Pace for being aggressive and taking a shot here because I really like on Justin Fields. So does Greg Cosell, my, my teammate at the NFL matchup show. We studied him all off season, high level physical tools and traits. And you guys know what I'm talking about here. I, I, I think I said this in the last pod. those are uncoachable tricks. I can't teach those as a coach, right? I can't teach the arm count, the movement ability, the physical presence he brings to the pocket. It's one of my favorite things about Justin Fields, the physical presence both inside and outside of the pocket. When he gets outside of the pocket, he can create off schedule, he's got second reaction ability, and he's got ball carrier vision and speed in the open field. So I think there's a lot of things that Matt Nagy can do with Justin Fields, but it starts in the pocket because he is a pocket thrower. There's no question about that. You look at the deep ball accuracy, the aggressive, decisive throwing style. I think the Bears can be more vertical this year on offense when Justin Fields is ready to play, obviously we don't know when that is, but when he's ready to play, let's assume he's ready to play early. They can be more vertical. Now you're talking about your scheme vertical throws to Mooney down the field. Now you're getting Robinson loose on deep end breakers with catch and run opportunities. And also with Justin Fields, you can scheme him off of play action, movement, get him to the edge of the pocket. And I think when you're in scoring position, low red zone situations inside the plus 10 yard line, now you can scheme him as a runner. And it's not this zone read with Justin Justin Fields is six foot three, two 230 pounds. You can run quarterback power. You can run quarterback counter. You can get a numbers advantage at the point of attacking the run game with the quarterback carrying the football. I think he's got a ton of upside, really high-ceiling prospects. And here's another thing I'll mention is I'm sure everyone who watched the Clemson game saw it. When he took that – he took a big-time hit, and he came back and played to it. I mean – that's the physical presence I'm talking about. The ability to battle, to compete through injury, uh, and go out there and perform at a very high level, which he did on a, a, a big stage against Clemson in a national semifinal game. Now, obviously, with any young quarterback, there's going to be developmental periods. And you can say this about Trevor Lawrence, too. Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones. The game's going to be so much faster. Guys, we've all experienced it. And I remember my first day of training camp with the Rams. I said, I don't even know if I belong in this place. You know? <laughs> so... Uh, there will be a developmental period, but again, the tools, the high-level traits he has, you can scheme for him. That's the best thing here. You can scheme for him. You could put him in positive positions because I do think ultimately when you draft a quarterback like Justin Fields, you are betting that he has the trait to take over football games at the NFL level, to be that dynamic playmate, to elevate your entire system because you have that at the quarterback position.
0: Matt, I know we talk about a lot of these physical traits that all these guys have, and obviously they have them. That's why they were high-level picks in the first round. Uh, let's talk about his middle makeup, the middle capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you heard about Justin Fields in terms of you know him being a fast learner, him making the right reads, uh, things of that nature?
2: I've heard positive. I have, you can see it on the tape. Now, there are times on the tape, <clears throat> and I've said this before about Justin Fields, where the ball can come out faster. You know, part of that was the offensive structure at Ohio State in terms of the route tree, vertical-based route tree, route conversions down the field. At times, it looks like he's holding the ball a little bit, waiting for his primary read to show. But, again, I think that could be coached. I think it could be developed. You put him in a more NFL passing scheme, which you will get under Matt Nagy, with more defined reads and defined throws. And that's how you set him up. Uh, in terms of the processing ability, there's no question he can process. There's no question. He can go from one to two to three. You see it on the tape consistently. At times, he, he leans too much on those physical tools, J-Mac, right? Mm-hmm. We see that with a lot of high-level quarterbacks. And sometimes, that you know, that creates negative situations. You saw that on the tape versus Indiana this past year where he trusts his ability so much that he will extend plays almost to his detriment at times. But again, th- 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 that's about learning the NFL game. And he will learn that quickly in the NFL. Uh, when it's time to extend and escape outside of the pocket, when it's time, to, when it's time to get rid of the football, those will be part of his, you know, growth period in the NFL. Um, but I do believe based on the tape and what I see in watching the quarterback position, uh, that he is a quarterback that can process from the pocket. There's no question about it. And that's what you want. That's what you want for this football team under Matt Nagy. Someone that can be coached as a pocket thrower, but also has the added element because of the physical and athletic traits.
1: You know, Matt, um I was listening to Ryan Day, the Ohio State coach, talk about uh, Justin Fields and the Bears' biggest problem, obviously the last two years and even two and a half years has been scoring points. And he said that he was just trying to get Justin Fields to the red zone because he was so good down there. And you kind of touched on that, but can you break that down a little bit more of why he's such a weapon down there in the red zone? Well, I
2: think one of it is The arm talent's ability to attack tight windows. We all know when you get inside the plus twenty, especially inside the plus ten, those windows they they shrink immediately, right? Because as your defensive back, if you're backpedaling into the end zone, you should be on the field first of all, right? You don't move. You know, you cover areas. You you squeeze or muddy those throwing windows. He's got the arm talent to you know to drive that ball, to drive the ball velocity and speed to attack tight windows. Now you're talking about the movement, right? Get him to the edge of the pocket when he has a run pass option. Scheme on those design runs. You see the second reaction ability, too, when he gets interior pressure. Look, he's very, really strong lower body, really strong lower body. And you see in the tape, when guys get free, interior A, B gap pressure, he can slide and he can run through arm tech inside the pocket. I think that's such a positive to have in today's league because there is so much, there's so many multiple fronts now in today's NFL, so much more interior pressure. The team's trying to attack those A and B gaps because the ball's coming out faster. So if you have a quarterback that can evade and navigate that traffic and also move to reset his throwing window, which you see consistently on his tape in the red zone, that allows you to score points. And also, off of that, like we mentioned earlier, hey, you know, the Bears offense in the last couple of years really lacked explosive playability, right? And we all know you, you need to create explosive play. It's hard to drive the length of the field. It's hard. I mean, you get a negative player behind the sticks. You get a holding call. Now you're behind the It's hard to drive the length of the field. So if you have a quarterback now that can attack vertically and attack vertically with ball location and accuracy like Justin Fields can, Mm -hmm. that opens up your playbook even more.
0: Matt, I want to talk about the quarterback room now. You bring in Andy Dalton, and he cool. says during his press conference he was promised the starting job. And now you drafted Justin Fields in the first round, and you got Nick yeah, Foles right. there. Hey, this ain't TMZ, Jay. Hey, I'm man. just saying that's what he said in his <laughs> press conference. I mean, here's video. I mean, hey, I'm just saying. How, how do you see this playing out? You know, do you see, you know, it be an open quarterback competition, or you know, how do you see this this whole scenario playing out?
2: If I'm Matt Nagy, I'm putting. Justin Fields in every position possible to win that job. Mm I want him to play. I want Mm -hmm. him to play early. I do. And and you guys know, it's one thing to have practice reps, which which we all need as players. We all need as players. And and J-Mag, you and I know as a high school coach, you you need the practice reps. There's no question about that. Mm -hmm. You got to play. You guys, you got to play. You got to play to develop faster. Uh, To see live NFL competition. To understand how fast and physical this game is. To understand how fast you have to anticipate to get those throws out to attack second-level windows. You need to see that in a live situation. Now, when you do that with a young quarterback, there's going to be mistakes. You have to understand that as a coach. But what you're betting on is those mistakes. Can I be corrected off film? Can I be carried over to walkthrough, carried over to practice? And then they are corrected by the following Sunday. So I would give them every opportunity to start. Now, I understand uh, that Andy Dalton said he was promised that. You know, that's one thing. When you draft a first-round player, I've been there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, so you, you go on a draft week and saying, hey, man, this is great. I'm going to be a starting safety. And the safety comes off the board, at number. <laughs> 5 <laughs> you're not the starting safety anymore. I'm <laughs> telling this you. That's how it Brutal, is.
1: Brutal,
0: man. Better
2: call your realtor. <laughs> yeah. Call the realtor, so, man. But I will say this, guys. Like I said, you're going to give them every opportunity to win that job. Every opportunity to win that job. Okay. If Andy Dalton is your start of week one, though, okay. If Andy Dalton is your start of week one, like we talked about, Andy Dalton can function and produce in this offense. I don't think he gives this offense an extremely high ceiling, but I think he gives it a high floor. But the one thing that can help Justin Fields is that Andy Dalton has been in every NFL situation possible at that position, every single one, right? He's been on playoff stages too. So you're talking about a teaching tool in the quarterback room? I think that's huge. I think that's huge for Justin Fields to work with Andy Dalton just to understand the pro game, just to understand the position even more at a higher level. And understand game situations. You know, how you run two minutes in the NFL versus doing in the Big Ten. You know, simple things like that. How you run your offense when you're backed up inside the negative 10-yard line. You know, what routes he likes to throw on third and two to six. How he manipulates the eyes with his face, uh, manipulates the eyes with the safety to create throwing windows. There are so many things that Justin Fields can learn through a veteran quarterback that he has experienced at the Big Ten level, but we all know that's not the same as Sunday. So I think it's a positive to have him working with the veteran quarterback there's no question about it but as a coach I, look, I, I traded up to get him right I traded up to get him because I think he has like we talked earlier the traits to take over football games is low now I got to get him to that point and the way I get him there it's game game
1: even though uh, Matt even though the Giants I mean the Bears gave the Giants a pretty good haul they still kept their round uh, two and round three picks uh, what do you want to see them do uh, the rest of this draft
2: well, I think you have to target, you know, positions only. um I don't know what order it is in terms of need or how how they're valuing it up at health hall, but obviously offensive tackle, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's offensive tackle, corner, and wide receiver. I think that's what I would anticipate on day two of the draft. Uh, what direction they go, I don't know, but there are a lot of good corners up there right now. There are a lot of good corners. There's wide receivers. The wide receiver I would look for, guys, we broke it down in the matchup show. We call them motion movement wide receiver. I think that's kind of where the league is going. For your slot target, the can also be schemed off pre-snap motion. Get free access off the ball so you can put them in stack and bump sets and also those manufactured touches. You know What Matt Nagy wants to do in his offense, jet sweeps, fly sweeps, reverses. The wide receiver screens get the ball of the quarterback's hands off of RPO, The quick glance routes off of RPOs, which is a little slant route. Um, the slot target to create one-on-ones against and quarter coverage. The, you know, if you want a, an extra element to your offense, I think that's what the bears could target tonight at the wide receiver position.
0: Matt, uh, Justin received a lot of criticism throughout this draft process. And I want to know what you saw on film. What do you, what do you see to be his biggest weakness or is the biggest area that he may need to improve upon?
2: Uh, I think it goes back to the, what we were talking about earlier. Um, I wrote this, I wrote a report on Justin Fields, and I'll, I'll read the weaknesses to you. I have over-aggression holding the ball to attack down the field. You know, over-reliance on his high-level traits versus pressure. You know, when he, on his deep throwing motion, he has an elongated release, just like Trevor Lawrence does. And, and mm-hmm. we all know, versus NFL pass versions, that ball's hanging out there, that can lead to ball security issues. But again, so those are throwing mechanics that can be choked. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see more anticipation on second-level throws. Okay. There's a, you know, at the college level, what you see, and you know, I thought this evaluation guys is very similar to Justin Herbert out of Oregon last year. Very similar because again, you're talking about a high traits prospect with physical tools and Justin Herbert arm talent, the size, the physical presence, plus the ability to be schemed as a runner. Okay. And you looked at Justin Herbert's tape. He had some questions because I call them a see it throw up quarterback. What I mean by that is if you're running like a flat corner route, you would wait for the corner route to show, right? If you run running a deep end breaker, he'd wait for the end breaker to show. Not all the time, but in some instances he would do that. Well, you know, at the NFL level, the ball is going to be out of the break. But sometimes before the break. You have to anticipate that window. But I, but I think, just like Justin Herbert, what the Chargers did last year, is they said, okay, let's bet on the high-end physical tools and the traits in this heavily schemed NFL passing off. And we saw the results there. And Justin Herbert, the production he had, had last year. The fine throws in the middle of the field scripted vertical shots down the field, the ability to run, boot, and get to the edge of the pocket, and the ability to navigate and escape and extend versus pressure. Justin Fields has all those same traits, in my opinion. So you're saying, the, how do we increase his anticipation speed? Blam. you got to see it, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to see how fast you've got to get that football. Because we know we can profit. We know we can do it. It's just that the NFL is at such a faster speed, especially at that position. How fast you have to see it and get the ball out on time. But I do believe he can do that with reps and with coach. So the negative side is listed there. I think they're all very coachable. I do. I think they're all very coachable and all very correctable in an NFL system. And that's what you're looking at there. That's what you're saying is, okay, maybe earlier in his career, the offense has to be a little bit more heavily themed to cater to those traits. But we believe he's going to get to a point where he can take over football games. He can run our offense consistently. He can produce at a high level.
1: Hey, Matt, since I know that no one studies the draft uh, as much as you do and, and for the players and as how they fit the scheme they're going to. What was, you know, one, one or two of the picks you really liked last night?
2: Uh, I think there's a couple I really liked. Um, I'm pulling up the list right now. I, I, you know, Northwestern cornerback Greg Newsom. Okay, and Greg Newsom played three years at Glenbar North High School. Uh, before going IMG his senior year, and then going to Northwestern. I think he's a really technique-sound corner. I mean, he's a versatile corner. He can play zone or man. I really like him in off coverage. He had on-the-ball production. And you look at Cleveland and what they do, heavy split safety quarters. They'll play cover three, and then they will play man in certain situations. I think he really fits there uh, from a defensive perspective and what they do in the secondary. Um, A couple others I like. Kyle Pitts. I mean, everyone's going to like Kyle Pitts, oh, right? I understand yeah. that. But I like <laughs> Kyle Pitts. I'm and, telling yeah. uh. I like Kyle Pitts in Atlanta because they're heavy play action teams. They run, they're going to run a lot of 12 personnel. And with Kyle Pitts, when you run 12, it really is 11 personnel. That, and they, you basically have three wide receivers in the field. And when you run 11, which is one running back, three wide receivers, it's really 10 personnel. I mean, yeah. now you got four wide receivers in the field. So yeah. I think there's so much they can do And they have talent down there. I mean, we'll see if Julio is on the roster start the year or if he gets moved. But let's say Julio Jones is there. And I have Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, and Julio Jones. You're talking about attacking people in the past game. That's going to create a lot of matchups, matchups from an offensive perspective. Um, Najee Harris, I mean, I I think Pittsburgh is going to have to address the offensive line tonight, guys. There's no question about that. On day two, they're going to have to address the offensive line but Najee Harris, I mean, downhill, he's got classic Alabama traits. He's a downhill physical runner, but he's got really good change of direction for 230 pound running back. You know, he can slip tackles. He can find daylight and he can impact the pass game. And you're seeing that now with running backs. Both Harris and Travis Etienne went back to back last night. Mm-hmm. And yes, they, they have the traits uh, to excel as running backs in but it's really about their pass game upside. What can you do out of the backfield? Can you flex in the formation? Can you be deployed like an Alvin Kamara or an Aaron Jones up in Green Bay? Um, okay. Peyton Turner. Peyton Turner is interesting, guys. You're Peyton Turner from the University of Houston. 6'5", 290. I think he's got 35-inch on. Mm-hmm. Okay? And you look at the Saints and what they want in their defensive end. You know, they want defensive ends like Cam Jordan. Defensive ends like Marcus Davenport. You know, power ends. They can win with speed to power, but also have the bend. On the edge in the short area burst to get home to the quarterback. I didn't know that he was going to be a first rounder, but I understand the fit. I understand what they're doing. Quiddy Pay, the defensive end out of Michigan. Now, Quiddy Pay is going to have to develop in terms of his counter moves and the ability to get home and win consistent one on one matchups. But you think about what they do in Indianapolis and those multiple fronts, those tilted fronts, how much twisting and stunting they use. You get a guy like Quiddy Pay who's got explosive traits. And you're wrapping him inside on a loop. He's gonna get home to the quarterback. So I look at those guys as really good fits, but you can go down the list. I mean, obviously Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama. Mac Jones is a timing and rhythm thrower who wins with the ability to be an accurate thrower and to put the ball where it's supposed to be. And we know in Josh McDaniel's offense, we're talking about the drop back passing game, that's what that that offense is. You know, it's process with speed, get the ball out and throw a location. I understand why he went to New England Patriots. I completely get that. Trey Lance is probably maybe the most interesting pick. Mm-hmm. Quarterback out of North Dakota State. Because, you know, talking like we did about Justin Fields in terms of the high-level traits and physical tools, Trey Lance has that as well. Did run a lot of play action in North Dakota State. I understand the fit there, too. Now, when he's been ready to play, I don't know. You know. He only played 17 college games against FCS-level competition. So he didn't see consistent NFL situations. But there's no question he can throw and process in the pocket. The play-action mechanics do translate to Kyle Shanahan's offense. Can be schemed as a runner. I think he'd be excellent on boot concepts, And that's one of the most heavily schemed passing offenses in the NFL. We see that year in and year out with Kyle Shanahan. He puts his quarterback in positive position. creates throwing windows for them. I, I like that fit there, too. It's just interesting that Trey Lance, you're talking about a player from the FTS level, but in terms of the talent, there's no question about the talent, guys. You can see that on the tape. There's no question about the talent with Trey Lance. I'm excited for that because, again, we're talking about fit, but i really like to the fit there with Kyle Shanahan.
1: Well, Matt, man, keep your phone on because we're going to keep coming back to the well. <laughs> we really appreciate it, bro. Thanks for joining us again
2: All right, guys. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Matt. The best way to celebrate winning plays and touchdown is with Tequila Embajador. That's my way of celebrating. If you want to make the right play, call, go online, and order your bottle of Tequila Embajador at www.embajadortequila.com/slash-buy-dash-online-dash-html, and enter the discount code no NoNamePod and receive your ten percent discount on each bottle purchase or fifty percent off with a purchase of. two bottles, Tequila Embajador, where every sip is made to comfort the soul. All right, J-Mac, man. uh, When they drafted Justin Fields, the first guy I thought about to give us a little feedback on... You know what kind of guy he is what kind of leader he is what kind of guy he's in a locker room on the field what his teammates think about him uh is my former teammate uh drafted by the chicago bears in 2008 uh from our all-american consensus all-american ohio state mm. uh now he runs buckeye scoop part part owner of buckeyescoop.com mm. uh what's up kirk man good thanks for joining us is kirk barton
3: Man, it's, it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Man, very, very happy for the Chicago Bears today and uh, for you guys because you get to cover a really uh, – a true superstar and a great kid.
0: Now, Kirk, thanks for joining us, man. Um, what I want to ask you about Justin is, you know, everybody's been talking about his physical tools, the arm talent, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, what leadership qualities do you think he has that would make him, you know, a great franchise quarterback?
3: Well, I think the number one thing and the most important thing, and you guys are probably going to laugh about this, but his offensive linemen absolutely love him. They love him. Like, he's the kind of guy that they want to go to war for. He's a great leader, selfless. Um, people I talk to in the building and around him every day, you know, that are, you know, his coaches or whatever, say he's just a great kid. You know, and, and I talk to some people that are brutally honest on kids and they say he's just a really, really great nice kid. He's a good kid. Um, obviously, physically as gifted as anybody in the draft. And, uh, I, I just think that his experience of, you know, leaving Georgia, which is a powerhouse program, coming into Ohio State right after we'd lost Dwayne Haskins, he went first round and threw for 50 touchdowns and happened to come in and went over a locker room of a bunch of guys that he didn't probably know all that well. I think that's something that really correlates well to the NFL because, you know, you guys have been through situations where new quarterbacks show up and, you know, they got to, by definition, be the leader of of the offense and they got to win over the locker room and he did that in amazing fashion at Ohio state. And I think he'll, uh, you know, as long as he keep his head down and work. You know, I think he'll, uh, the bears will really gravitate to him and, uh, they'll, they'll follow his leadership.
1: You know, Kirk, you've been here, uh, you know, for a year. You you know, there's there's being a franchise quarterback and then there's being a franchise quarterback in Chicago, uh, the kind of microscope he's going to be under. uh, Watching him for the last couple of years there down at Ohio State, how do you think he'll handle the pressure here that he'll be under from the fans and obviously the city? Uh, You know how this city is with their quarterbacks.
3: I... I think Ohio State is, is you know, nothing compares to Chicago's media. Um, and I, I said that last night. I mean they're they're pretty vicious when it comes to covering their quarterbacks. But, you know, we're our, our, our fans are pretty spoiled. So they're you know, I mean we had Dwayne Haskins had fifty touchdowns and through to five thousand yards and you know, that wasn't gonna you know, Justin Field, you know, I mean I, I think that the way you know, our the way our expectations are at Ohio State where if we don't win the national championship it's a failure. Um, I think that kind of helps out when you're going into a situation like Chicago, where you know it, it's tough. If you don't play well, man, they let you know about it. the fans, let you know about it, the media, let you know about it. And you know, the, the smartest people are the ones to stay off social media altogether, and then they don't. You know, people don't have access to your mental health. But a lot of these young kids, man, they get on there and they get bashed by random people that don't even know them, and you know, they pay to watch them, and and they let that get to their heads. But I think Justin, he's a pretty, t- he's a tough kid, he's a smart kid. You know, I think that. Playing at Ohio State, it helps more so than something as Trey Lance. But, like, you know, when you're playing North Dakota State and you're not on TV, you're not playing Clemson, you're not playing Bama, it's, uh, it's not the same level of difficulty as Justin went through. And, and Justin did it for two years. I mean, he was excellent for two straight years, and he should have beat Clemson two years ago. We choked that game up. And uh, I, I think that he'll, you know, of any of the quarterbacks in the draft, I think he's as ready as, as any of the guys, maybe other than Trevor Lawrence, to, to handle Chicago.
0: Yeah, Kirk. I want to to talk about that more. Him and uh, Trevor Lawrence. You know, they've they've always been even throughout high school. You know, that one and two. You know, Lawrence has always been like the number one guy. Justin Fields has always been like that number two guy. You know, always looking to overtake uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, Looking back at that the the, uh, Elite Eleven, the quarterback competition back in 2017, where him and Trevor Lawrence competed. You know, for that top spot for the MVP of that competition. And and I was watching that, and they said that Justin Fields. They called him the silent assassin. And they said that when they interviewed Justin, they they were talking about that. And, and Justin said, Hey, you know, I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to win a tournament. And that, that showed his competitiveness. A key talk about his drive to be great, his overall competitive competitiveness and, and, and how that has embodied him, you know, to be, you know, a top pick in the draft.
3: Yeah. I, you know, the kid, he's a grinder, man. I mean, it's, you know, if you want to be great in the league, as you guys know, I mean, you gotta, you gotta put in the work, put in the art, especially when you're playing quarterback, you gotta study a lot of fun, you gotta stay late, you gotta be early. Uh, you know, you kind of set the tone for the rest of the skill guys on offense. And, you know, with Ryan Day, I mean, Ryan Day is a bit of a quarterback coach as there is at any level. And I think he really instilled that in him, you know, the study habit, take care of your body. Uh, you know, they made a, a big fuss about him going vegan, which, you know, that's, you know, either here or there, but, yeah, he, he, he's looking for ways to to, to be as, as healthy, as lean, and and as injury-free as possible. And he's done a good job of it. I mean, he really hasn't missed any time from injury. And uh, I, I think, you know, to excel in the league, man, you have to build the rapport with your skill guys, your receivers, your running backs. And you, know, you have to be the guy that, that finds every little nuance versus every defense you go against. I mean, that's the thing that comes with studying in film. you got to find the tells from the safeties, the corners you know, the, 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 linebackers. And, uh, that's something I think Justin will be really good at. And I, I think Matt Nagy is a great quarterback coach. I mean, I think that, you know, you're, he's going into a situation where he doesn't have like a, you know, like a defensive head coach. Like he has a guy that, you know, Coach Pat Mahomes for a year. And he's, you know, so there's, there's some, some good momentum there, uh, between him and, and Justin, hopefully.
1: You know, Kirk, um, the Bears, the problem really is scoring points the last two and a half years, right? They can't put the ball in the end zone. And uh, listening to Ryan Day talk about Justin Fields, he's talking about just got to get him to the red zone and he was really good down there. What have you seen over the years and what trace does he have that makes him a weapon down there once you get inside the 20-yard line?
3: Well, I, I think it's, you know, as you guys know, it's the entire package. I mean, we've got two... The two best receivers in the country coming back, and Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. That obviously, home. you know, our offensive line was very good last year. We'll play Wide Davis going the second round today, but you know, Justin's leg is something that's really difficult to defend in in the red zone, as well as his throw-first mentality. You know, he's he's a guy that runs a four-four, but he's a throw-first guy. He didn't run for a ton yards in Ohio State because we didn't really run many design runs with him. We'd run some read options stuff, but. He wasn't really a true, it wasn't really a true read, but he'd give like kind of the indication that he, he could pull it if he wanted to, but they were just really handoffs where we had a little fake with him coming off the backside. But I, I think that, you know, his, you know, his intelligence, his awareness, you know, he's got a great release, a quick release and, you know, his legs. I mean, you know, when you got a guy that can run like he can, man, that is, that's devastating against the defense. You know, coordinators don't like going against guys that can run the way he can. Um, and we never really ran him. So that was kind of, a funny thing when they talk about how Trey Lance ran for 1,400 yards. I'm like, well, it didn't run Justin at all. We kept him, you know, we kept him in the pocket and kept him clean because he wasn't, you know, we didn't really need to run him because it's like J.K. Dobbins, in the second-round pick. So we, uh, I just think when you have, you can get out on the edge. You know, we ran a lot of kind of sprint out stuff. You know, we threw it out to Olave. He'd be on the edge and have like a, that one read and or run it in the end zone option. And those are just hard to defend, man. It's, it's tough. It's tough flooding for a coordinator and. You know, guys know that as much as anybody, man. When you got a guy that can ride, it's just really hard
0: to defend. Kirk, i got to ask you, man. I know a lot of the uh, Ohio State quarterbacks that have come out in the NFL have struggled. Um, more, more recently, Dwayne Haskins obviously had the struggles there in Washington. Uh, what do you think is the biggest uh, weakness that Justin Field needs to improve upon to make sure he has a successful career for a long time in the, in the NFL?
3: You know, I, I, I think it's just going to be you know, seeing how he does when he doesn't have the best. Weapons and the best, you know, one of the best lines, you know, just playing at the higher level of competition. I mean, he dominated versus Clemson, but, you know, the Big Ten traditionally hasn't been very tough you know, in the last couple of years. Like, we haven't really seen that many ridiculously good defenses. So, just seeing how re- he reacts, I'm praying to God that Alan Robinson stays because so I think he's a phenomenal receiver. That'd be a great start for Justin. But, you know, it, it, it's going to be one of those things where I think his, his, you know his ability will take over and save him some games. Like he's going to have to run a little bit more. You know so the, the the line is good, but it's not like at Ohio State where you're blocking guys from Indiana that can't get around you ever. You know, I mean, there's, there's going to be some times where guys get turned loose, and he's going to turn on the Jets and have to have to go get seven yards on the first down and, and slide and take care of his body. And you know, I, I just hope he plays like Kyler Murray. Like Kyler Murray's the king of he's a little guy, but he's quick and he doesn't really take hits. You know, Russell like the guys that can can scramble, but. Yeah, they they get down and they protect their bodies, but you know they get those chunky yards that crush defenses because there's nothing better than like second and two, second and three, because you have know, seven yard scramble instead of a a sack or an incomplete pass. So I think it's going to be um it's going to be run to see how much more he runs um in the league, but I I just think you know the skill guys will love him, they'll gravitate to him, and uh, he's going to do special things in Chicago.
1: I know when I. Kirk, when I listen to any kind of interview or guy people who know this guy, uh, toughness is something, a word that is always used by people who know Justin Fields. What one or two games come to your mind that that show just how tough this kid is uh, willing to put everything on the line for his teammates?
3: Well, I mean, Clemson, I mean, he took a massive shot and he stayed in the game, missed one play, and then he, he was able to finish the game in an in, in incredible fashion. Uh, and really... Alabama, he wasn't anywhere near healthy and, you know, he didn't play his best game, but I mean, he was really banged up in that game. I mean, he took some pretty massive shots against Clemson. He wasn't all the way back a week later. And, you know, those are the two the two big ones. I mean, when you play the two heavyweights in college football and you're playing against, you know, massive first-round level D-linemen that can, you know, get a couple licks in on you. I mean, those are the ones where you can see how tough the quarterback is because, you know, he took some shots, man. And, and I'm telling you, the kid hung in there and he was tough. And, you know, in the league, man, it's like uh, the ability of the quarterback is one thing, but man, the toughness, I mean, because mm-hmm. you don't get those clean pockets that you get in college in the league, man, because the pass rushers are amazing. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, guys get dinged up on the O-line and you got to start a backup or call the practice squad guy or whatever. And it, it, it's just hard. I mean, the, the guys are just so good in the NFL at rushing the passer and you know, the quarterback has to be tough, man. The pockets aren't always pristine and clean like they are in college.
0: Yeah, Kirk. Let's talk about his personality a little bit. Um, you know, every interview that I've seen, and even last night when the Bears made the pick and and they and they showed him, you know, at his home with his family. You know, he still, you know, he looked excited, but he he it seemed like he remained focused, like he had something, you know, a fire burning in him that said, "Hey, you know what? You know, I I felt like I I should have been taken earlier, but now that I'm, you know, here at number eleven in Chicago, you know, I got some things I want to prove. You know, I got some th- I got a chip on my shoulder." You know, with all the negativity and criticism that they had surrounding his, uh surrounding you know, leading up to the draft, uh, talk about his personality and what and what have you seen from him? You know, throughout his days at Ohio State.
3: Yeah, I honestly love that, just because you know, there's some guys that once they get drafted, it's like they hit the lottery and they've arrived; they don't have to work anymore. Like Justin's mm-hmm. the kind of kid that he wants to prove that he's better than Trevor Lawrence, that he should have been number one. That mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff, you know, like. Zach Wilson and that, that kind of thing. Like, you know, I mean, you know, the fact that he was the number one overall pick is going to drive him, you know, into infinity. And that's, you know, like, I love his mentality that, you know, it's time to go to work and it's time to, to prove that, you know, all these other teams missed, you know, in, in a big way. And, and, and all the, the draft talk about how, you know, I mean, there was a box draft that had him going 30 seconds in the box. that came out two days before the fourth to the Steelers. And I think all those things add up to make him say, all right, Time to go to work, you know. Because I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the drafting, dra- draft draft ups great, but man, it's it's all about producing on the field. You know, I mean, Pat Mahomes doesn't sit around and worry about where he got drafted; he's the best player in the NFL. You know, I mean, he's he's put the work in, and he's 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 done. You know, the, the numbers don't lie. You know, when you win a Super Bowl that young, and you you put up the numbers that he did, it's that's what Justin wants to do. He wants to go hmm. produce and be a great teammate and be a great leader for the Chicago Bears and be that, that guy that they haven't had in a long time. And I, I think he can do it, man. I was stoked that he went to Chicago just to know how good of an organization it is. And I know that you guys get to cover him and you guys get to finally you know, watch a, a great young kid that you guys are going to, I think, really enjoy watching.
1: Yeah, man, we we are excited, especially because uh the Bears were headed to nowhere before they traded up for Justin Fields. So uh, we were happy when they took him. But, hey, Kirk, man, thank you so much for joining us and giving us a little background on Justin Fields. And uh, after listening to you, we're really looking forward to watching this kid now.
3: Hey, any time you guys need me, give me a ring. I appreciate both of you guys. You guys have a great one.
1: All right, Jay J-Mag, man, that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, as always, uh, you know, share our podcast with your friends, your families, your neighbors, anybody who likes football. Uh, also, you can subscribe to our podcast if you want. Give us a review, good or bad. Uh, you can give us a star, but try to give us five stars if you can. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you've been listening to the No Name Podcast. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you next time. Mahalo.